If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. If we can embrace the concept that taking care of ourselves will allow us to take better care of everybody else that we're trying to take care of that day, then it makes it not such a have to do and a get to do. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're listening on a smart speaker or website, make sure to find me on your favorite podcast platform like Apple Podcasts, Google, TuneIn, and Stitcher. We are momming today with fitness expert, Julie Voris. We're talking everything fitness and motivating for all ages, but particularly after you had, in your case, three kids. True. True. I mean, in terms of working out, how do you find the time? Well, you don't find it. You make it. Okay. Because everyone has the same amount of of hours. So (laughs) um, you really have to schedule it in like you would anything else and You know, for females, especially for moms, especially, we will tend to put ourselves on the end of the to do list on the back burner, the last thing to take care of when if we can embrace the concept that taking care of ourselves will allow us to take better care of everybody else that we're trying to take care of that day, then it makes it not such a have to do and a get to do in our life. And it doesn't have to be hours and hours in the gym. It can be, you know, 20 or 30 minutes. And also it's so important as moms to embrace that what your fitness looks like throughout your life will change. Especially you know? right after pregnancy, yes. trying to get back. Yeah. Oh my and goodness, where do your muscles go? They disappear. Just, yeah. <laughs> but and before kids, you might have been able to train for a marathon or work you know, take a lot of classes or whatever. And then you have the first baby in your baby in your body changes and now you've got to figure out well, where can I just squeeze in fifteen minutes? which is okay because at some point they're going to be three years old and maybe they're in preschool and you've got a little more time and now you have a half an hour and then maybe you have another one. Now you got to go back to the 15 or 20 and now all of a sudden they're all in school. They're in middle school. Now you've got an hour. And as long as you embrace that, that is life. It's seasonal. It's also, um, you know, when you're more busy as moms, we're mm-hmm. more busy, you're better at time management because for you'll sure. find that little window that mm-hmm. a, a non-mother would just take for granted. For Absolutely. Instance, and you're going to use it. You're and you're going to use it. it. That's a half an hour. Yeah. I can run two yeah. and a half miles. Yeah. You're what just you looking do, for pockets. Because you look fantastic. Uh, I do a lot of at-home fitness. I also, I am. Obsessed. What's at-home fitness to you? It is whatever program I'm doing at that time because I'm doing Beachbody at home program. So I, right now I'm doing a program called Morning Meltdown, which is phenomenal. And the trainer on there is amazing and she has the best workout outfits. And if that's what keeps you motivated <laughs> to get up and, you know, press play every day, whatever it is. But it's 30 minutes that I can do in my basement no matter really? what. Yes, no matter what the day looks like. And um, different times in my life. Maybe it's been insanity. Maybe it's been insanity max 30. Maybe whatever the program, maybe it's been 80 day obsession, whatever it might've been. I work out 
primarily at home. I also teach group fitness. That's kind of where my fitness journey started. I love group fitness. I love a class format. Um, I'm obsessed with SoulCycle. I love it. I don't have it in my town. So wherever I go that has it, I'm like all about it. Well, you're here in New York. They're everywhere. There's one six blocks away. I I love it so much. I love, I just, I love fitness. I am that probably anomaly who happens to really like working out, not because I love push-ups and squats and lunges, but I love how fitness makes me feel on the other side of it. And that isn't just physical. That is so much more mental than physical. Um, and that's, I, I will do just about any kind of workout. So you're saying there's a connection between Absolutely. let me do five more lunges, let me lift Absolutely. five more pounds and having that bleed through into how you No question. Life. Absolutely. I think especially when your kids are young, if you can do one more squat, one more lunge, one more push-up, you can deal with a cranky toddler meltdown in the grocery store. You can deal with the middle school hormones. You can deal with the high school situations, you know, because that that physicalness builds your mental strength as well. And if you make that connection, so don't let fitness just be this compartment of your life. Let it be part of this integral part of everything you do so that when you do that workout, you absorb, okay, I just did one more squat. That means I can be a little more patient today. I can take a breath before answering my teenager. Like let it connect in you so that the physical and the mental does connect. Don't let it just be this isolated piece of your day. Let it really come in and and be something that is part of your lifestyle and not just this little thing you do at 5.30 a.m. You have three girls. I do. They're grown. How have you instilled fitness in them? I mean, it's hard. There's a whole trend right now, eat organic, everything healthy. Um, But there's still the concept of the candy store Mm -hmm. and there's video games and smartphones. Mm -hmm. So there's sugar and sedentary lifestyles. How do you combat that as a mother? I do it. I don't have to instill fitness in them because they watch me do it. So I don't have to tell them to go work out. They don't know anything else because mom and dad always have worked out. Mom and dad have always made time to work out. So they just know, especially as females, especially with daughters, you better be making time for yourself. And you better be modeling the behavior you want to help instill in them. Why do you say that as mothers of daughters? Because I think females get inundated with social media and media messages far more than males do. We get it, and we also absorb it and process it more. The message that might come at me and the message that my husband might see, we could absorb and process process that completely differently. Females just do. So I want to make sure that in the place where everything starts, the home, that my girls are seeing me model what I want them to do and not just me telling them to do. So for them, working out is we all worked out this morning because that's what we do. That's just part of our day. They don't, it's not something that they have to do. It really is just something that they do because they've watched us do it their whole, their whole lives. You know, we eat healthy, we drink water, whatever that might, you know, we don't eat candy. We don't eat a lot of sweets because that's what we do. So I don't have to tell them something and then do something else. They're doing it. You know, especially going through those preteen and those teenage years, even into, you know, your early 20s, mm-hmm. whether with yourself or with your daughters, how do you help them with their body image, what they think of themselves, how they look, and then comparing yourself to what a model looks like? Yeah, it, that's a that's a challenging question, I think, and it's a challenging situation. And it probably is almost a 
case by case or situation yeah. by situation uh, event because I have three girls who are also in performing arts. Ah. So that also brings its own set of body image and body awareness you know, concepts with it. And then they've got a mom who's in fitness. So that's there. And then there's something else, you know, yeah, the dad's a football coach. There's just a lot of stuff that's kind of coming in. So we were very intentional. My husband and I were very intentional about talking in terms of how's this going to make you feel for color guard practice? How's this going to make you feel for ballet class? How's this going to make you feel for a show choir competition? How's this food going to make you feel during the day, how's that going, going to help you function rather than look? Look, feel replaces look. feel replaces look. And I'm um, careful not to use language that might, you know, we're we're female and we're human, and that stuff plays in our head no matter yeah. if we're in the fitness industry or not. And you you put on a bathing suit that you haven't put on in a couple months, you're like, ah, and you know what's going, you know that dialogue that's going through your head, and you better not be saying that out loud, and you really better not be saying it to yourself. You better not be saying it to yourself, and then you can't be saying it out loud if you don't want your daughters to be saying it, too. I love it. And if you said it out loud, would you say that to your daughter? Would you want them to say that to yourself? And if not, then change the conversation in your head to you. Mm-hmm. Do your girls, you know, I'm, you have a beautiful body. If I were your daughter, I would be like, mom, mom, how do I look like you? Do they say that to you? Uh, Sometimes. And and they realize as they've gotten older, you know, some of it's just genetic. I have a, I, I have a mom who's five foot and very round. And I had a father who was um, (laughs) six foot and very long and lead. And so I happened to get my dad's genetics. So we, sometimes we have to talk about that too. Some, some of it is genetics. Like I, I can't be shorter. This is my height, but can I control what I put in my mouth? Absolutely. Can I control my attitude and my mindset? Absolutely. Can I control how I move my body? Absolutely. So there are pieces that we just can't control and there are pieces that we are. And why are we spending any energy thinking about the stuff we can't? I can't change genetics. They can't change genetics, but I can control my food, my mindset, my work ethic. So just talking about that I think sets them up again, not just for fitness, but for life, for life, which is the end game. Fitness is just a part of it. That's why I resonate with yoga for some reason. I've tried Pilates. I've tried to run. I've tried soul cycle. Mm -hmm. I'm a a fan of soul cycle, but it's it's not like my thing. Mm -hmm. I've tried all these different programs, but I always go back to yoga because I call it my church. It just Mm kind of like grounds me. Mm -hmm. It's me and the mat. Mm -hmm. It's challenging. I do the hot classes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Mm -hmm. you got it. You feel sick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just keep going. And um, yeah, it just, it helps you kind of just, it's perspective mm-hmm. in a way. And when I'm done with the class, if I did well, I have a great day. You feel more clarity Yeah, I feel and you feel clarity. more centered. Mm-hmm. Um, I've noticed as I've gotten older, I've gotten better, not from practice. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know how to say this. I, I guess it's, it's fitness over 40 that I'm, I'm trying to get at. My back is not as flexible, mm-hmm. yet I'm stronger. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, how do you feel with, with I, fitness as you age? Yeah. And I see, like, when I say old, like old women sometimes in my class, and they're good. Yeah. They're good. I know. I think, again, a lot of that is the stuff that we let into our lives, our environment. What what are we putting in our heads? What are we letting into our lives? And then how are we letting that shape how we feel about ourselves? Because we're we're ultimately in charge of that. So it really is the conversation in our head between, and some days 
the positive will win and some days the negative will win. And that's just, I think that's just human. But the conversation I had between, well, my abs might not be as flat as they were, but dang, I can do 50 push push-ups, and these arms carry my kids. And, Mama's. you know, those, yeah, those, and there's, so there's a conversation I think that happens in our head. And, and again, on some days, you know, the strength wins out and on other days it's like, but I really wish I would better if I slip so I think that's just human and that's okay. You know, that, that's just, that's just okay. You know, the, the more we give ourselves grace and the more we, we put, we intentionally on purpose, put the stuff in our lives that we know makes us feel better and intentionally on purpose, remove the stuff that doesn't. If you're following someone on social media or you're watching something on TV or you're hearing something and it's not making you feel better at the end of it, which isn't the same to say it's not making you think, but if it's not making you feel better, if it's making you feel bad about yourself, remove it. You're in charge of that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, put some stuff in your life that makes you think, but if it's making you feel defeated or less than, remove it. You're in charge of that. So be conscious of your environment and what you're putting in your life so that... Are you a life coach? Should I be? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, well, fitness is life, so I guess. Fitness is life. There you go. There's also this sense of um, having a story, uh, like owning your story, telling your story, growing your story, and being authentic mm-hmm. about it. And and is that what helps you as a brand, using your personal experience? Yes, because I think I tell – I constantly tell stories about my, my daughters. I'm constantly telling stories about my daughters, but – I also, and I, I don't know if this is specific to me, but I am on the lookout most of my day for inspiration. I am not waiting for the moment to be inspired. I am on the lookout for it and trying to acknowledge it when something, whether it's I mean, it's so silly. I mean, like, I'll walk by a a building in New York City, in the city, and there's a plaque on it. It's the history of that building. I'm like, that's amazing. And there's this inspiration that happens because of it. Or you see, you know, whatever it might be, I I am on the lookout for that all the time. And then those pieces of inspiration come into me, help, you know, build my own story that I can share with other people, too. So if I have someone in my life, whether they're in my classes or in my virtual groups or whatever it might be, and they're struggling, I can say, you know, that I got some mm-hmm. some stuff that I can share with them to help them because I'm constantly on the lookout for it. But I do think women struggle. You're with, open to the world. I'm open saying. to the yeah. world. And I think women struggle with the idea of, well, I don't have a story. Well, yes, you do, because we all do. It's just sort of finding a way to share it you know, that feels good and, and right to you. And I think I've struggled with that too, because when I came into fitness, I'm not a weight loss success story. I'm not a person who lost 50 pounds or 75 pounds. That's just not my genetics. So I really had to work around, well, what's going to be my story then? Because I don't have that 50 or 75 or hundred pound weight loss, which is so incredible, but not me. What's mm-hmm. my story? And then you start thinking about it and you also get the chance to write it every day. Right. What's my story going to be? What do I want my story to be? You were talking about virtual classes. I do want to know more about them, but uh, my instinct is one story is incredibly important in this age of social media mm-hmm. and online everything. Because it connects us. Yeah. We we realize that we're so much more connected than what we think. We we can get so caught up in our differences. But once you start telling a story, there's a, oh, yes, me too. I had that too. And mm-hmm. now we're so much more connected as humans. Mm-hmm. So uh, when you look, I, I was doing some research on you and you did tell a story about um, 
a low in your life. You and your husband, you were financially mm-hmm. in a rut. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. How did you get out yeah. of that? What, what was that like? Uh, crappy. <laughs> <laughs> it was crappy. It was crappy. Uh, it was crappy because we both have college degrees. My husband has two master's degrees and we pursued careers that were very rich in a lot of other ways, but not financially. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we knew we were on the right path of in our life. Like my husband is a college football coach. That's all he's done. That is his calling and his purpose. Butler university, go dogs. (laughs) And he can't do anything else. That is why he is here on this earth. And that's amazing. And a lot of people search for that their whole lives. That's what I was just going to say. It just doesn't make a lot of money. And I was a high school English teacher for almost 10 years. And that's awesome. And I loved it. And I love my kids. But it just doesn't make a lot of money. And his career caused us to move. And you have to make some decisions as as parents. Am I going to put my kids in daycare? And I'm going to spend all that money? Or am I going to be home or trying to try to figure this out? So we chose that I would stay home as we were moving because that's just kind of coaching career. You know, you're a little bit transient. And that's when I, I fell into fitness. And Oh, so you weren't like in shape your whole life? You fell into fitness? Well, I, I say that because I fell into it as a profession. I've always been the person who can't sit still very well, okay. but I never thought of fitness as a career right. because I grew up in a tiny town. Um, Where was that? In Midwest Illinois, tiny town in Illinois, uh, with a cornfield in my backyard, and you just did the graduate from high school, go to college, get married, have kids. Like that was your path, and and fit, I I didn't see anyone who was an entrepreneur or a fitness person in my life, so I didn't think about that as being, you know, an option. And when I sort of fell into fitness, when I when we moved to Wisconsin and I joined a Y, I started taking some classes. It had been a pretty tumultuous year for us, and that season in my life was if I could just get up and get to that 930 class, I can figure everything else out in the rest of the day. I just needed to get to that 930 class. And I would do that. And I took that class for several months when the fitness director came up to me and said, I think you should be teaching. I really would like you to start next month. Oh, wow. And it was just like that. without even. It was a kickboxing class. And it was without really that much thought. When I said to my husband, I've got this opportunity in front of me. He's like, I don't know why you haven't thought of it before. You love fitness and you're a teacher. Why not marry those two? And at the time, it was a way to save money because I could join the Y and we get a discount on classes for my kids and whatever. And when you sort of are open to the world, stuff starts to happen. And sometimes it's better to not know what you don't know. And I stepped into that class and then I picked up another and then I picked up another. And then I found a format, a kickboxing format called Turbo that I loved became a master trainer for that format. Beachbody opened its opportunity to me. I became a Beachbody coach, started building a business. And it was just this, you know, I couldn't have planned it. And it just, I just kept following what I thought felt like the right path, the next step. And all of a sudden I look up and I'm like, I'm about to pay my mortgage with this check from my little online fitness business. And who would have ever thought of that, you know, and to be able to have that much agency to step into that ownership of your life and not feel like you're in the passenger seat to have been in that crappy situation where I didn't think we could get to the end of the month and pay our bills. And what are we going to do with these three amazing daughters who have passions of their own? How am I going to support them? How are we going to get them to college? How am I going to let them follow their dreams? And then I just kept following mine. And there it was, there was the answer. And so now now you searched 
and still do for inspiration, but you became a source of it for everyone well, in your class. I try. I mean, I that's I, I think we all should be some. Well, source that's why of people light. go to yeah. classes. Yeah, you know, with I agree. the ability and the ease mm-hmm. of doing everything, you know, mm-hmm. online at mm-hmm. home, um, and, and you can be inspired online. But sometimes there's something that for organic sure. experience in a class that motivates. No question, absolutely. That person, that expert who's teaching mm-hmm. you, um, they usually tell some sort of story mm-hmm. and. The better teachers have mm-hmm. their story. And it's the human connection. Yeah. yeah. So the more connected we are, the, the more we realize you know, the more connected we that. are. I love when I get an adjustment in mm-hmm. class. Mm-hmm. When a teacher comes up I to too. me and, and physically touches me mm-hmm. because it corrects a position, but it also just feels good. Mm-hmm. I too. Thank you. Yes. Isn't that weird? Uh-huh. I think saying that sounds creepy maybe no. to a lot of people, but I don't know. I think it's uh, being open to the world yeah, and being open to not knowing everything and being open to there's always a place for us to get better. So whether that, I mean, and it seems like it, that would be so minute. Oh, well, they adjusted my form in class. Yeah, but that means I was open to that and now I want to get better. And that really should be how we sh- are living our lives all the time. Fitness um, is life. Yeah, and for me, because there are these like hot classes, it's totally gross because that teacher's all sweaty, as am I. <laughs> And then, you know, their sweat touched my sweat, which touched another person. But it's all good. It's It's all sweat. It's all good. It's all good. We feel better after that. That's the point. So what are your goals now moving forward? That's a good question. Sometimes I I think think in terms of tangible, Mm -hmm. you know, I want to buy a second home someday, you know, and live someplace warm, Uh, maybe Miami, (laughs) someplace warm or someplace where there's water, the ocean, I'm drawn to that. Especially, I think, growing up in the Midwest, I'm drawn to the water. Where and you're we so portable have. with what you do. Yes. I don't know about your yeah. You yeah. <laughs> so sometimes I think in terms of that, and and other times, more times, I think in terms of how many more women can I reach in some way and help them understand fitness and health doesn't have to be hard. There's this weird mindset out there, I think, sometimes that that fitness and health is such a hard, arduous journey. No, it's not. Yeah. You just have to find the right tools and you have to be willing to explore a lot of a lot of opportunity out there. Maybe your BFF goes for a run and loves it, but that's not your jam and that's okay. And I think women get caught up in this. Well, I don't have time and I don't have this. I, yes, you do. You, you have you have so you have almost everything you need to get more healthy, more fit mentally and physically. And I want women to understand it. First of all, that there are they don't have to machete their way through the forest, that there is a path likely and I can help them find it, but also that they are worth it. That's where it starts, that they're worth it. And that that connection between what they do physically and how they feel about themselves mentally is so important. And it translates down to their their children. It trickles into their families and it trickles into their friendships. And and just being a little more positive, now you've got a little more positive interaction with your spouse or your children. And now they go out and they have a little more positive interaction with someone else. And then that person is a little bit more. And it's just this trickle effect, this ripple effect that we can create. And it seems so simple through a workout. Absolutely. Absolutely we can if we make that connection. So I think that's my goal is I just want more women to understand it's not that hard. There's tools and ways out there and that you're worth it. 30 minutes a day? 30 minutes a day. Lifetime of happiness? Absolutely. <laughs> Julie, thank you so much. Thank for you. Us. Thank you so much. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, in these ever-changing times, you can rely on Fox News for hourly updates for the very latest news and information on your time. Listen and download now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. 
Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcast, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.